Welcome to Three Levels Deep. I'm Alex, and with me are Santo. Hello, hello. And Matt. Howdy. Not the other Matt that's sometimes been on our podcast. Don't get confused. It's very important that you understand which three levels we're on today. <laughs> Enough of the puns. Uh, so today we have an episode of uh, just kind of some, some news items. Things have been happening in the gaming world, believe it or not. And we've also got some, uh, some stuff from Matt today. Uh, some things he's been playing and some things we've all been doing. And we've really all been just playing Risk of Rain 2. So Not yeah, <laughs> we have less to talk you know, about today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we do have a really funny uh, video that uh, that Santa posted to the YouTube channel, though. If you like Risk of Rain 2, you should check it out. Also, if you like Eurobeat. Also, if you like Eurobeat. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> Who good doesn't point. like Eurobeat? I Listen, okay, when I'm driving, I can't listen to Eurobeat. It's too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I was... I was I was doing some running at the track next to my house here, and I, I, I put on uh, some initial D songs, and the temptation to just take like the loop like at, at like a you know thirty degree angle, <laughs> just my body just like body leans, just like yeah. was very strong. I, I I get that. One time I was biking home from work, and I was listening in the air tonight, and mm. the drum solo came up. My hands came off of the handlebars, and I just air drummed along to it. <laughs> See, and you have to have some speed on a bicycle to keep it stable, too. So you can only do that at speed, which makes it more dangerous. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so lots of Risk of Rain 2. Uh, we've been playing uh, Eclipse mode, which is uh, scaling difficulty mode. Every time you beat it with a character, it gets progressively more and more challenges added to it. Um, I've completed all the challenges with a couple characters but we've been kind of like messing around doing some multiplayer runs that usually end up with bad decisions yeah i was actually very very disappointed because we had one run that was incredible um it was so the i i my character was so overpowered that uh i killed the secret boss in the game in se in seconds which is insane because that that on the hardest on monsoon difficulty but yeah totally crazy how uh, <laughs> uh and i i tried to take a whole bunch of uh video shots to do a, a fun edit and it totally broke because i was using the wrong hotkeys and i was turning on i was turning on and off my uh, instant replay function on with my video card instead of actually taking instant replay videos and i'm so so choked that i didn't get them because that run was like impossible to recreate yeah <laughs> um so yeah check out the youtube channel for a fun risk of rain video we're thinking of maybe putting up some more content in the future like tier lists and stuff if we just you know get our act together and actually record them <laughs> And in fairness, there's a lot of items in Risk of Rain to put in a tier list. That'll actually take a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, um, the only other thing that I've played in any capacity recently is um, it's a testament to how marketing works. Because after the uh, Pokemon Presents, uh, which uh, Matt actually uh, put up a uh, reaction and discussion of that Pokemon Direct on the channel, so check that out, uh, I went back into uh, Pokemon Unite and the Pokemova and was playing that a little bit. And it was funny logging in, it's just like, you last logged in 309 days ago. <laughs> uh, because they're doing their like first year anniversary and generally any kind of like mobile gacha-ish game, when the anniversaries come along, that's the time to go back in because you usually get a bunch of free shit. Did you check out that old Pikachu mode or is that not Absolutely come up not. It's there. I don't want to play all it. All Pikachu. <laughs> Oops, all Pikachu. That just sounds boring as hell. <laughs> no, uh, but like Pokemon Unite one year later, it's it's amazing how things change. It's even more amazing when things stay the exact fucking same. <laughs> like the actual like main game mode, there's like a couple number tweaks, I think, and new Pokemon. That's it. 
Like the main map feels the exact same. They made, they made Zapdos slightly less swingy, but still insanely swingy. After not playing for a year, I still went in and absolutely dunked on everybody. <laughs> like it was it 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 was sad, honestly. Um, I, I feel like it's because it's free to play and it's Pokemon. You've got a lot of kids. Oh yeah, playing it because like even I played a little bit when it first came out. I'm not a MOBA person at all, but even I barely lost any matches. Yeah. My first match back was actually, uh, they, they matched me up with all bots, as they do, but didn't tell me they were bots. As they do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, trying to view all the trainer profiles, every single one of them in the match was set to private for some reason. Hmm. And also, they were moving around like AIs. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Um, yeah, so just playing a little bit of that. They, they've actually added a lot more Pokemon than they thought they did. Because, like, when they when I started out, I thought, like, oh, they're releasing Pokemon at a pretty slow pace here, actually. But now it's like, whoa, they've, there's this many Pokemon in now? That's actually, like, almost too many. <laughs> like, and Tyranitar is going to be out by the time this uh, episode is posted. So, I mean, they really could have a roster the size of League's roster if they wanted to. Bigger. Bigger <laughs> if they even, really wanted yeah. to. How many Pokemon are there now? Like oh, not over eight hundred. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was gonna say it's like nine hundred or something. Uh, coming to November, yes. Yeah, it'll <laughs> definitely be in the nine hundred. As for whether it'll eclipse a thousand, don't know yet. Yeah, but yeah, I, I still think that Pokemon Unite's pretty fun. If uh, the only problem I really have with it is that like the matches are fairly swingy, and that like sometimes yeah I'll like be absolutely dunking on the team mercilessly and that's like it's kind of fun but it's not that tense and then other times like i just i just get stuck with teammates that are just the worst like i had a match where i got 20 kills like, i got more kills than the entire enemy team combined yeah and i lost because my, the rest of my teammates were terrible classic yeah so classic team team gaming yep. Uh, randos. Just a little check. Nine hundred five Pokemon currently. Oh, okay. So and, that, I, and that's not counting any of the new ones that have been shown off yet for the new gen. As of Ar as of Legends Arceus, nine hundred five. So yeah, they might actually reach the four digit mark with the next Pokemon game. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really watch the direct about the next Pokemon game. All I know is that the reactions on the internet are. Very strange. People are thirsting very, very hard over the new professors, and I'm like, what is going on with the internet uh, today? I mean, in fairness, that's been happening for a couple generations. Yeah, it seems more pronounced with this one. Yeah. Pokemon fans are growing older, man. And the fact that the professors are version exclusive, too. Oh, yeah. Do you want Unga Boonga Cavewoman Professor, or do you want Giga Chad Meme Professor? I think I, I saw one uh, I saw one place referring to the uh, the male professor as uh, the cyber daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Mar marketing also worked, and that that directly got me to finally buy Pokemon Shield. So I'm gonna try to play through that before the next one. I don't know if I'll, I'll be able to get through it all by then, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for me. Y'all have switches now. We could totally team up. We we could. <laughs> Mobas are so much more fun when you have other people to play with, and don't have a bunch of extremely toxic people. And this game has no no chat. Yeah, right? I mean the one the one time that I really put any time into a moba at all was when we were at Rush Arcade mm -hmm. back in the day, and would just Dota two. Yeah. Was it Dota? No, I thought Dota it was just Dota. Dota. Right, yeah, the, just the original I think it was mod. Warcraft 3, maybe. It was, yeah, 3, yeah, it was the Warcraft 3 mod, like, way back. Yeah, that, that was pretty fun. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so the only other thing I've been playing recently has been a game called Children of Morta. And it's, it's a sort of Diablo-esque. It's a dungeon crawler. Uh, it doesn't really have gear, but it does have just like some simple kind of skill trees and 
really it's like very much um a lot more modern in that it's more of an action game than mm-hmm. just point and click but it's it's very much like kind of uh roguelite as well where you're kind of going into these dungeons and off off the top um i'm playing with you know april and and she was dying a lot and i would you know be able to keep us kind of in the run um but then i would die too sometimes and we'd just fail the run but then and that would happen like maybe like a majority of the runs like right at the beginning we would just lose before clearing like a level of the dungeons and then now like uh at the end of the game it's like just we're so overpowered (laughs) from all the upgrades and all the new skills and abilities that we'll just go into a new level of the dungeon and clear it first try so I, I don't know if the power I don't know if the power curve of the game is like quite right. Uh, it seems like it starts kind of too hard and then becomes too easy, which is perhaps intentional. Some games do want uh, a skill curve like that just to get a feel of like, oh yeah, you know. But it feels like it, it leaned a bit too hard into not, or it leaned a bit too easy. I think near the end. Mm. Um, do you think that has anything to do with the fact that you're playing co-op? I don't know, actually, because it is really... Uh, so it has co-op, uh, only two-player co-op. So you can play it single-player or two-player. But it's been fairly well-known for being a good co-op game, and that feels like it was kind of part of the design fairly specifically. Um, I don't know if the difficulty curves are different single-player, because I haven't really... I haven't played it single player. Okay. Maybe you should try a single single player run just to see if it makes a difference. Yeah, maybe. Um, could be worth trying. But I've really enjoyed the game. Uh, it's definitely a really good co op game. If uh, you know, if you're looking for something to play that's not super heavy, um, I say that. Like, it's definitely a lot simpler than something like Diablo. Um, but it, I'd say, like, really gets that sort of same spirit in terms of what's going on. So, yeah, I've been liking it a lot. Also, it has beautiful uh, sprite art. Uh, it's a very nice-looking game, and they've got this sort of kind of more modern pixel art aesthetic where they've got a lot of, like, pixel shaders and things going nice. on on sort of, like, particle effects and, then and like, you know, pixel glowing kind of shaders that they, they cause glow to happen on things but it still is like individual pixels that you can see so it's a really cool kind of uh art style that i like and yeah it's uh it's got enough variety it's got like seven seven or eight characters i think um so it's got quite a number of different characters with different play styles there's some ranged characters there's you know some just like swordsmen right there's like a monk there's a like a a rogue kind of like assassin build and they all uh yeah yeah there's an archer a mage fire mage um there's like a staff we uh, there's like an interesting character that's like kind of a hybrid where it's a staff user that like she uses the staff as a melee weapon but she also uses the staff as a magic weapon combat mage yeah yeah that and and it's kind of an intermediate range as well so it's sort of an interesting hybrid of a melee and you know ranged magic user so yeah they've got a lot of sort of classic archetypes of like what you'd see in that kind of like fantasy dungeon crawler in terms of the uh, characters and kind of ideas around skill skill pools and stuff like that so yeah, I like I like it a lot. I've had a lot of fun with it. I think it's definitely uh, one of those games that's worth worth checking out, and especially worth checking out if you're looking for something to play co-op. Especially something if you know you're looking for something that's easy to play with someone who's maybe not as uh, skilled. <laughs> 
doesn't have a wealth of experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not that April's doing badly, but definitely, um, you know, I was kind of carrying things sometimes. <laughs> but that is to be expected. All right, so now, uh, Matt, you've actually um, <laughs> played a lot of new stuff. I finished oh, two games, about. and I started a new one last night. So, so the first game I finished is pretty much a decade in the making. I finally finished Apollo Justice. Oh my god. Ace Attorney. That's right. Finally. Um, don't want to talk too much on it. Just, I mean, very story-driven story game. Could be very easily spoiled. But uh, uh, just my thoughts on each case. Uh, that is the best first case of the games I've played. Agreed. Um, second case is kind of forgettable. Um, not very many memorable characters, as you've mentioned before, Santo. Mm -hmm. Um, third case, it started out strong, but for me personally, I think it landed a little flat. Um, but as for the final case, that has to be my personal favorite case. It's really good. It's really up there. It's top three for me, for sure. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely up there with the final case of the first game mm -hmm. and, for me, the third case of the third game. It, it, it's, it, it's a great case. Mm -hmm. I, I just love the way they present the day two investigation to you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's absolutely fantastic. And there's a lot. There's also a lot of reveals in that case. Yeah, <laughs> some of which I think are a little convenient, but it's fine. I mean, most story-driven media, everything's a little too convenient. Uh this one goes a little bit farther. I think like it's convenient by like story media stand okay. standards. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, finally glad that you're finished that. Alex, it's your turn. Uh, yeah, I know. I started playing, I started replaying, uh, I think the third game on the bus. And then I, I've just been working from home again. And so I haven't been riding the bus. Yep. <laughs> and so I didn't play anymore. Oh, you've got, you've, you've gained all this time from not having to commute to play less game. That's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. It's funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the next game I play, I, or the next game I finished was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. Um, I, I've, I've still yet to play the, uh, Integrate DLC. Um, so I still need to play that, but I've finished the, uh, base game. And yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm not sure where I stand on it. Okay. Like, I, I enjoyed playing it. It's, uh... Like, and I don't want to say too much because I know you want to, uh... At, at this point, like, feel free to say anything except for when the game ends. Okay. That, I, that is still a surprise to me, and I want to keep it that way. Okay. I want to know, like, at one point they stop. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a good retelling of the events, and they even... It, it seems like they're going for making a linear experience across the three games, but they also don't want you to miss out on anything. Um, because, like, the Hell House was a mandatory fight in this, whereas it was an optional thing in the original. So it feels like they're trying to get, like, everything Final Fantasy VII had to offer into the linear experience of it. Okay. But there is also some new story elements Oh. That that's what I'm a little unsure of at the moment. I kind of need to see where it goes with uh, with the uh, next parts. And well, since part two doesn't come out until next winter, so likely I want to say February 2024, and that's Ooh. the PlayStation release. It's going to be <laughs> likely longer for the PC release, which is where I played it. Um, that gives me plenty of time to play through the original in its entirety beforehand. <laughs> um, 
But, uh, well, before that comes out, there's also the remake of, is it Crisis Core? One of those, Which yeah. one is it you play as Zack? Is that Crisis Core? I don't, I think so. Yeah, because they're... Dirge of Cerberus, you play as Vincent. Yeah, because they're also doing a remake of Crisis Core. Man, there are too <laughs> many Final Fantasy VII games. Yes. It, it's, Final Fantasy is a franchise. Final Fantasy VII is its own franchise at <laughs> yes. this point. <laughs> um, at least they didn't give it a dumb name like they did with the Final Fantasy 13 Fabula Nova Crystallis universe <laughs> what? what? listen okay I, I Square Enix is a bad dumb company doing bad dumb things <laughs> but you know what I'll say about them at least they're doing these bad dumb things because <laughs> it, it with series as long as Final Fantasy like what what would you be thinking if they were just kind of releasing the same game over and over again? Yeah. Like, people would probably, yeah. like, be super bored of it at this point. But they've kept doing really weird decisions with it. Yeah, I suppose it's, you know, attempts to keep a series fresh are better than just rehashing something over and over. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> at least, you know... Listen, I'm... I, I've got Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins downloaded. I will start playing it at one point, then I will choose to agree or not agree with you. <laughs> because that just sounds like they really went out there. Yeah. I don't know. I know nothing about that, so it, I'm sure you'll fill us in later. It's a retelling of Final Fantasy 1, except with a dude that has a t-shirt and jeans as your main character what? and listens to limp biscuit yeah listens to limp biscuit huh and is a uh is done by the same it's done by team ninja right like the people who made uh, neo that was I'm team not ninja, sure right regardless it's like an action game but it's yeah. wait it's an action game yeah okay but it's still in the final fantasy one sort of like fantasy setting yeah it's an isekai. To oh. my understanding, it's an isekai. Oh, no. yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to seven. Um, I, I did say before that the combat was pretty simple. Um, that was before I got really deep into the materia. Hmm. Like, there's linking materials, so there's linking slots on weapons and uh, armor. Like, if you have the right linking materia and an elemental, you can have your weapon do that elemental damage on attacks. Right, yeah. Uh, and the, the one thing I will say I don't like, is, like the original, there's certain characters that aren't available to you at certain times. Yeah. Um, so when... Aerith is not in my party. I am I am dividing the healing duties across the rest of the party. <laughs> but yeah, so basically every character it, it it's it's pretty much just you've got your primary attack button. You've got in, in Cloud's case, his secondary changes his stance to a slower, more hard-hitting attack. Um for Tifa, it's an uppercut. Barrett's it's a big gunshot that you have to charge up and for Aerith it's a little magical spell but as you're playing much like the original you're waiting for your ATB meter to charge up so you can select a move or a spell and that that's where your big damage comes from in fact there's even a classic mode where the characters will control themselves they'll they'll block they'll attack uh, on their own, and then you you just have to worry about the meter and casting spells, mm -hmm. or or, uh, or your bigger attacks, um, which I think originally, I think the classic mode was only on the easy difficulty, but I think they've added classic on the other difficulties as well. Okay, so Weird. you you can play it like the original pretty much if you want to. It, the game itself, it, it looks absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful looking game. And I, I like how they fleshed out some side characters, gave them some more personality. So it feels like you have a bit more of a, a bit more of a fleshed out world, at least in what remake covers so far. 
All right. Well, these days I'll play it. All these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I'll play it, but it looks nice. Yeah. I've seen some videos and screenshots. And I mean, you guys showed up when I was at oh, my yeah, place we when watched I was fighting uh, Hell House. Yeah, we watched you in the Hell House fight. <laughs> and I was just, I was just, I was controlling Cloud, and I was just like, get back down here because the Hell House is flying around. And then I got my wish, and it landed right on me. And <laughs> Cloud's dead now. <laughs> Over to Aerith. <laughs> you can't kill a Cloud. Those are made of water vapor. I got nothing now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But so there's another game I played, which I actually started last night. And I just, I couldn't put it down. I had to stop myself so I could go shower and go to bed. <laughs> um, and it just, it just came out too. It's called Cult of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. You guys familiar with it at all? So I saw the reveal trailer for it, but that, I mean, the reveal trailer for it doesn't really tell you anything about the gameplay. It's mostly just like, here's cute things in Satan. <laughs> I'm just like, all yeah. right. Uh, so Cult of the Lamb is a action roguelite. Um, kind of in the style of uh, Binding of Isaac, where you're just going, you go into a room, you have to kill the enemies that are in there before you can move on to another one, and you've got the different branching exits that you can choose from. But that's only part of it. I've prob- The time I put into it, I've probably only spent a quarter of the time doing the, ru- doing the runs. Because this game is also a cult management simulator. <laughs> Alright. I've spent three quarters of the time I've been playing this managing my cult. And it I don't, I don't know. I just, I can't put it down. I just, so yeah, you, you do your runs to, uh, you can get some resources on the runs and, uh, pick up some new followers for your cult, um, and then indoctrinate them into your cult. Uh, but your cult worshiping you is basically what is how you get all your upgrades. So you've got to, you've got to maintain your cult's faith. You've got to keep them fed so you've got to grow crops. It it's like a very twisted animal crossing, <laughs> um, and it's uh, visually the game. It's uh, it's I, I want to say it's Paper Mario esque because everything everything's just like a two D two D little like a uh, paper craft looking thing. And but it's a really cute game because like all the you, like you're you're a lamb, and then like all your cults cultists are. Uh, other animals and when you indoctrinate them you can actually fully customize them so if you want like a certain aesthetic for your cultists you can go for that <laughs> but uh, everyone gets a pointy hat n- unfortunately no hats no hats no. what kind of game has <laughs> customization without hats you can just choose uh, it, they're, they're cultists they're crazy <laughs> everyone everyone knows every cult needs a good hat though but yeah, you can choose what type of animal they are, the ones you've unlocked, their their color, and some of them have little variations. I I'll usually go for the variation where the animal has like some, like cult paintings on like their face. Um, now, as you can do in a cult, if you want, you can sacrifice cult members. Um, and like that'll give you some experience. Like I I, the first time I I had a side quest to sacrifice a cult member and i was like i don't know who to sacrifice and then one of my my cultists walk up to me and they, they're like oh i've gotten too old to work around here anymore like i didn't <laughs> even know that they aged so like so i'm like all right you can't pull your weight around here anymore you're the one getting sacrificed yeah <laughs> Um, no but, respect for the elders in Matt's cult. <laughs> Straight up Logan's run. <laughs> but at least and early on, like before you get outhouses, your cultists will just shit all over the place and you have to clean up after them. Um, now it can be used as manure for growing your crops, which that's great. Um, but I had one cultist come up to me who was just like, you know, I've always wanted to eat poop. Make me a meal with poop. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So I, I, I did. They ate it. It's like, okay. 
Um, but you can, but if you, that's just unsanitary. Yeah. Well, speaking of unsanitary, if you don't clean up all the poop, if villagers go near it, they'll get sick. And, uh, if, and if, if they get too sick, you'll have to just tell them to sleep because they need to rest. Um, but yeah, it's a, you got to manage like it, it, I don't know. I've just, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with this aspect of the game. Like just (laughs) managing the call getting the resources to build more structures for the uh for the i guess the compound <laughs> uh, yeah so things? very much so, yeah very much like someone's just taken a action roguelite and just fused it to some like distorted corrupted animal crop like honestly it sounds more like harvest moon than animal crossing yeah mm-hmm. but uh that sounds amusing i suppose yeah, it's uh, I I've definitely been enjoying it. I, I I lost track of the time playing it last night, and yeah, I've I've barely done any actual like runs into the roguelite element. I've just been managing the cult, <laughs> which like is entirely possible. Well, not entirely, but you can just spend a lot of time managing them, and then go do runs when you have nothing else you can do. So weird. <laughs> I mean, I've got nothing else to do. But I guess I'll, I guess I'll like do the action part of this game. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's like people who played Sonic Adventure two, and they're like, Chow Garden. Garden it's just the, it, this is just the Chow Garden simulator, and uh, you know, oh, I have to go complete a level just to get some some skill upgrades for my Chow. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> Speaking of Sonic Adventure 2, I did not know that there are multiple songs in which Knuckles raps. Oh, yeah. I thought there was just the one. What, the Pumpkin Hill one? Yeah. Yeah, no, like every level, like every Knuckles level, there's a <laughs> Knuckles rap. Holy shit. Yeah. I guess there is a good Sonic game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in some of them, he just like raps about the Master Emeralds and how he's finding them. And I'm like... What is even going on with the, that? Was even at the time I was like, this is a strange choice for the music for these levels. So yeah, Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, if you like uh, cute animals and you've always wanted to start a cult, I'd recommend it. I can't wait for the first uh, news report blaming uh, Cult of the Lamb for a cult that gets started. Oh God. <laughs> What's Jack Thompson doing these days? Still disbarred? <laughs> I think we're good. Man, I, that that's that's a throwback. I haven't heard yeah. fucking Jack Thompson brought up in a long time. <laughs> we're old. So, uh, I think that's everything we've been playing, but that's not everything that everybody else has been playing because uh, Evo just happened. Yes. Um, I was able to watch... The last day of Evo. So I, I mostly watched the uh, Street Fighter Grand Finals. Mm-hmm. Or, well, no, well, the final, top eight of Grand Finals. And that was pretty, that was pretty cool to watch. Um, but there were also a lot of announcements. All right. But uh, first, um, this isn't an actual announcement. Santo, mm-hmm. you love CVS too, don't you? Love it. Um, so they actually, at the Capcom and SAK booths, there were posters you could pick up. The SNK booth had, well, both booths had the poster had four characters on them. Each had two Capcom characters and two SNK characters. The Capcom one was drawn by a Capcom artist, and the SNK yeah. one drawn by an SNK artist. Just like in CVS too. And on them all, they said Capcom versus SNK. But they didn't announce anything, but I feel like there's got to be some talks there to for a new project. Yeah, Prime of the Pump. Which would be... Maybe they finally convinced the Saudi prince that has a controlling stake in SNK to uh... <laughs> <laughs> join up with Capcom. Alright, but uh, yeah, so the first... He's too busy buying League of Legends gear. <laughs> or funding I... WWE pay-per-views. I don't know. I just remember that uh, someone posted a screen cap online of the character of one of the Saudi princes in fucking League of Legends. And it's like just like literally like thousands and thousands of dollars on lol shit. 
Uh-oh. And I'm like, there's the whale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sweet oil money. Does, does that mean that... Um, wait, does that mean... Oh, man. Don't think about where your whales come from, game devs. Hmm. So the first big announcement to come out of uh, Evo was the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 arcade one-up cabinet, which Marvel vs. Capcom 2 has been in a limbo for since 2013 when it got delisted from Xbox Live and PlayStation Store. And so Arcade 1-Up is releasing a mid-size reproduction Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet that ha- that has more than just Marvel vs. Capcom 2. It's also got Marvel vs. Capcom 1, Marvel Super Heroes, or Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Super Heroes, X-Men Children of the Atom. How many are there? X-Men Mutant Apocalypse and Marvel Super Heroes in War of the Gems. I did not know there were so many Marvel versus blank. Uh, well, there's a bunch of just Marvel fighting games, but there are, you know, yeah, there were two different versus Street Fighter games before Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. So silly. I didn't actually know that. This was the era where people, where like fighting games were releasing like, like they, they'd release and then there'd be a revision later on in the year that they release. Yeah. It's like, it's like a different version of Street Fighter 2. We, we get that now with DLC passes. <laughs> Yeah, which we'll get to a bit yes. later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, these cabinets, uh, from everything I've heard, they're great reproduction cabinets. Uh, they try to get them as... They're, they're running on emulation, but they try to get them as arcade-perfect as possible. In fact, Justin Wong has been helping a lot on this to try and get Marvel vs. Capcom to as close to arcade-perfect as possible. Mm-hmm. Which is good, because Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is one of, if not the most beloved fighting game by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is something that a lot of people are probably going to try and snatch up, because, I mean, there's no way of knowing if Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is going to see the light of day again. Yeah. Um, because it's very possible that after Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite the relationship between Marvel and Capcom could be very soured at this point now. Um, Because it it almost seems as though part of the licensing deal for this is they haven't said anything, but could just be that there's only going to be a certain number of units. Yeah. Um, Which, so the pre-orders for this go live on, I believe it's the 8th of September. And they are 599 US dollars. 599 US dollars? Yeah. Um, I have done the math. Racer! (laughs) Yep. Um, I've done the math because I really want to actually grab this. Uh, It's going to be a runabout with tax and shipping fee and duty fees. It's going to end up running about 1100 Canadian. I mean, the shipping on that cabinet must be a killer. I um, I tested by throwing another cabinet on their website into the cart and going through the checkout process to see what the shipping would come to. It was like ninety one dollars. So it's not that bad, I guess. They they do they don't come assembled. You got to put them together yourself. Hmm. Okay. Flat pack. Yes, yeah. IKEA. IKEA cabinet. <laughs> oh, God. It, it, except they they've got a. I looked it up because I was curious. They've got an instructional uh, assembly, just a generic assembly video for these cabinets because they've done a lot at this point. Um, better instructions than IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always wanted an arcade cabinet of some kind because I missed I missed out on arcades as a kid. Like I had maybe two trips to Palladium at Metro Town before that shut down. And whatever they had on the ferries. That that was my arcade experience. I feel like I missed out. So, like, I I want an arcade cabinet of some kind. And I I think this is the one. Hmm. Um, I mean, I'd also like a pinball machine, but that takes up significantly more floor space. Yep. (laughs) Um, 
Oh, they're making a Rush pinball machine. Oh. And it looks so good. Right. Like Rush the band yeah. or Rush the... No, Rush the band. Okay. All right. I wouldn't like... be that... I would... Like a San Francisco Rush art pinball machine, I wouldn't be that excited about. Okay. I don't know. Hey, man. San Francisco Rush. Talk about arcades. It's a Rush 2049 pinball machine. When? <laughs> well, uh... Anyway, yeah. A Rush arcade. So, hmm. white... What? Oh, yeah, pinball machine. Pinball. Yeah, not arcade Sorry. machine. Sorry, my brain's crossing <laughs> wires right now. Now, Arcade 1-Up does also do pinball machines, but they're digital pinball machines. If I got mm. a pinball machine, I'd want the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. But the, these, uh, the, the Arcade 1-Up uh, cabinets, though, I, being a smaller scale, I think that's fine. They do generally come with a riser to bring the height up as well. Uh but just the additional, the fact that you're usually getting more than one game on these as well, and the fact that they're complete with online multiplayer with rollback netcode. Which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so they've actually, they actually released a previous cabinet that had a lot of these games on it. It's the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was the glaring omission. Hmm. Um, this cabinet is backwards compatible with the games that it shares on that other cabinet okay. as well. But yeah, um, moving on. One, one more thing oh. though, I gotta say though. Do you really want to play those games online? On that machine with that community of people that also bought that machine? <laughs> I am fully aware <laughs> that I am going to get my ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> It's bad enough trying to play a fighting game like six months after it came out online. How about 12 <laughs> years or whatever? Yeah. Longer than that. Fuck. Um, but speaking of online, uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax dropped their rollback netcode update. Yeah, I saw that, that was, there was an announcement about that. And now, now's the time for me to get back in. Yep. Get my ass kicked. I, I, I've had it since it came out, but I haven't hopped in yet. I got to. Love the game. Great game. One of, if not my actual favorite fighting game. So good. Uh, okay. Uh, so they also... Uh, SNK announced crossplay coming to KOF 15 and rollback for Samurai Showdown. Which I, I think... Yeah, Sam Show is like three years old at this point, and... The one thing I've, I I wanted to check it out, but the one thing I heard was the online was horrible. Ah. So it's nice to see that game finally releasing. <laughs> uh, KOF, though, that great. And at this point, cross-play should be a staple for fighting games along with rollback because fighting games probably have the biggest drop-off in players after release. So having cross-play to, so that the player base isn't divided across platform platforms is yeah, great huge. for that for this genre. Next, uh, Skullgirls. They announced the final character for the first season pass. Um, Hold on, is this the same? Isn't that game like like almost a decade old? Yes. Wow. And they started a. They put out a season pass last year. Um, Great. Two of the characters are already out. Uh, Black Dahlia is in the uh, can player in the endless beta. The uh, it, it, it's nice to see Skullgirls still uh, still getting love, especially since it was a main stage game at Evo this year, nice. first time. Uh, I wish I could have caught that. It was early on Friday. I went for I went for some overtime on that day. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, Skullgirls uh still lives. I mean they're Skullgirls, right? They're not they're not alive or dead. They simply continue to exist. <laughs> I mean the character I I played uh was a cat girl that was stitched together, all, had all her body parts stitched together. She could like chuck, chuck her head at people. And I remember, because yeah. I would play um, Valentine, the yeah. nurse, and that head on, if, if Miss Fortune's head was just on the ground, it would interrupt my super. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, your name, it was Miss Fortune. 
It's funny because there's a lead character that's also named Misfortune. Mm. It's like, uh, yes, I get the pun. And what's this? A Bandai Namco game getting rollback? It's not Tekken, though. Nope. Dragon Ball Fighters is getting rollback netcode. Finally. <laughs> um, however, not on the Xbox One or PS4 versions. They're re-releasing it. You can get an upgrade to the PS5 Series X or S version, but the Steam version will be updated. And I don't know why you would choose to play on delay-based netcode, but on the Steam version you can choose... You'll be able to choose delay-based or rollback. Hmm. Weird? I don't know. Wouldn't that limit the player base that you can play with like through matchmaking though yeah yeah it seems like a weird choice oh well yeah i don't know but i i did just repurchase uh fighters on steam with uh the season because i i only had the first two season passes on ps4 and i hadn't played since i think the dell dropped at the start of season two I didn't know that... At, at that time, each character only had one assist. I, oh, right, You've yeah. played it more recently. Yeah. I didn't even know that you had three assists to choose from for each character mm-hmm. now, like like MVC. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's going to be a completely different game for me going back in. <laughs> and then, back to SNK. This is uh, structured weirdly. I, well, I guess it's in the order the announcements were in, but um, they announced the... Uh, I don't like... I don't like KOF's season model. Yeah. The game came out in February, and it's halfway through season two already for characters. Okay. Because they're dropping them as teams, not as individual characters like other games. Oh. Okay. So you're paying $40 for the pass, and you're getting six characters, so pretty much this, it's on par with any other fighting game. But they're dropping as teams a couple months apart, and so they, so we're already halfway through Season 2, and Season 3's been announced. Huh. <laughs> um, but, uh, so they started by showing off a trailer for uh, the first, which this, this had already been shown, it's a... Uh, Team Orochi for uh, the first slot for season two. Yep. Um, and that dropped on the eighth, I believe. Uh, but the second team, which is going, which is coming out in the fall, is um, Hiromaru, Nakaruru, and Darley Dagger from Samurai Showdown. Team Samurai. Mm-hmm. Which. I'm looking forward to adding Darley Dagger to my team because I just, I love her design. When does the Samurai Pizza Cats team drop? <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the Capcom team. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, All right, it's Ryu, Ken, and Akuma. <laughs> <laughs> but they did also show off. Exact fucking same. They did also show off two of the characters for uh, season three. Which is uh, Shingo Yabuki and Kim Kapon. Ah, okay, it's good that they're adding Kim, because Kim is a staple and should be in the game. I, I could pass on Shingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the big news from SNK is they announced that a new Fatal Fury Garo title is in, has been greenlit. Wow. So that the first game in the Fatal Fury series in over twenty years now. Oh man! So in, in Fatal Fury, Terry threw his hat. In Guerrilla Mark of the Wolves, he threw his jacket. Is he gonna throw his pants in this one? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, all, all they showed off was some uh, like a nice piece of artwork with uh, Rock mm-hmm. just in an alleyway with two character silhouetted characters in the background. Rock Howard. Yep. Yeah. And then, rather than announcing rollback, Bandai Namco teased a new Tekken project. Okay. <laughs> um, the trailer is a little goofy because it 
it starts out showing the scene from Tekken 1 with Kazuya just dropping uh, Heiachi off the cliff yes. and then it just zooms into his really goofy smile yeah. and then it just cuts to like a modern like graphic Kazuya and all it says is get ready <laughs> and then like it cuts to the and then on the feed it cuts to the commentators booth and they're like freaking out and Harada comes in and just starts uh, and he just starts like kind of like knocking around one of the other announcers and then he just leaves he doesn't say anything he just <laughs> Harada teases new Tekken title, refuses to elaborate, leaves. Hey man, his work speaks for itself. <laughs> I, I'm not a big Tekken guy, but yeah. Now, as for it, whether it's Tekken 8, Tag 3, or because of the lead up, a remake? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played Tekken since like the beat 'em up mode that was in either five or six, because Tekken has weird modes. <laughs> no, am I, I? I think am I thinking Mortal Kombat with like the bowling mini game? I think they both had bowling mini games. Mortal Kombat had a kart racer in it too. Yes. Didn't it? Yeah. What? That that <laughs> seems kind of that's surprising. <laughs> Listen, kart starts with a K. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Argument one. Combat kart. <laughs> Um, and then next up for Street Fighter VI, they revealed new character Kimberly and Jury. Mm -hmm. Jury being a returning from uh, four. What about Judge and Executioner? Man, it is Capcom. Now I'm just imagining the Judge from Phoenix Wright in oh Street my Fighter. God. Oh. <laughs> But uh, Kimberly, she is. Uh, she seems to be the student of Guy. Who? I I, I don't know. <laughs> that that's what I've heard. Nah. Uh, Guy was one of the characters in uh, Final Fight. Okay. Yeah, and um, he was the one that wasn't Cody or Hagar. So why would you play him? <laughs> but she looks pretty flashy, and she's got some. Uh, she's got some uh, spray paint base moves which it it's like KOF 15 also has a character with spray paint hmm. it's like hmm <laughs> I like the aesthetic <laughs> listen they, they they're going in the wrong direction okay paint is something that you put on a surface and stays there for a while they need to bring back oil they need to bring back Hakan I mean that the, the, the paint really does make sense because they are really pushing the uh the hip-hop aesthetic with Street Fighter Six. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, jury. Um, foot fetishists eating well, I guess. Yes. <laughs> but her, she also uh, seems to just, with Bison dead, she's just bored now. And, like, after it, her victory pose, she just sits on the opponent and just pulls out her phone and, I guess, just starts shitposting on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah and as for the last announcement of evo bridget is back in guilty gear yes the most important announcements yeah this is the best announcement out of all of them as far as i'm concerned and hasn't been in a guilty gear game in how many years like 10 been or a while yeah more? like since the ps2 i'm pretty sure yeah i i think the last one i i, I have to say though out of all of the characters in the Guilty Gear games I've played, Bridget is actually one of the funnest to play. Oh yeah, yo-yo stuff's fun. just like it, yeah, it's so good. Mr. Bear, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, I think the last game was Isuka, which is that weird four-player that one. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> which has a change direction you're facing button. Yep. Oh no, they they, they saw Smash Bros and took the wrong lessons. <laughs> yeah yeah i did uh i did hop on strive and i uh gave her a shot and she's fun real nice. fun nice i'm i'm a fan of any character with ass-based offense <laughs> okay that's why i play peach in smash bros it's the side b that's why i play yoshi <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh yeah I, it. I think the biggest thing about bridget coming to strive is the fact that she is now canonically trans it's, it's good. Fighting games are finally, like, 
being somewhat progressive. Yeah, I, I mean, in season one, they added testament, right? testament made made them look a lot more androgynous and gave them they them pronouns. Yeah, confirmed <laughs> non-binary. Yep. Yeah. Um, there was one more piece of news uh, from Nintendo of America. In light of the recent news regarding older fighting game titles receiving rollback netcode and the many positive reactions to those news, we have decided to make Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's input delay when playing online even worse. That's good shit posting right there. That is a that is yep. a high quality shit post. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Nintendo of America with a K. Yes. For the viewers. <laughs> Parody Twitter accounts. Gotta love them. Yeah, that's. That's a lot of announcements out of Evo. I'm actually kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, this is why all the fighting games struggle to find a player base, because there's so goddamn many. Well, hey, there, weren't for a, there wasn't for a very yeah, long time. There was, there was a big dry spell until Street Fighter 4 came, back, came around. Yeah. But, I mean, like, this year's Evo was in person, yeah? Yeah, because the, I believe the last two were online. Yeah, and now they're bringing all the netcode in. Yeah, and actually, the <laughs> disappointing the disappointing thing about that uh, the twenty twenty Evo being canceled and just going online was they were gonna have Marvel vs. Capcom two as a main stage title. Oh wow, <laughs> that's rough. It's like, all right, we're playing it online. Don't ask us how. But emulators have features. <laughs> I mean, Fightcade 2 is great. <laughs> yeah, I think actually, really disappointingly, over the pandemic, there was a major Smash Bros. tournament, and they tried to do an online, like, tournament. Um, keep in mind, I think this was, you know, one of the older titles. <laughs> uh, probably Melee, I, I don't know. Um, I can't remember the exact one, but it was probably Melee, and they were trying to do it online. And uh, Nintendo actually uh, shut them down yeah, because no surprise. they had to they, use... They barely let Evo play Smash Bros. games, so that's yeah. not surprising. Yeah, and so even though this was like a fairly high-profile uh, Smash tournament, Nintendo was just like, no, screw you guys, you can't do anything uh, if it's not in person because of, you know, issues. I... I do think the pandemic opened up uh, some developers' eyes to what rollback can do, because with because for some games, when the best solution for like online was through Parsec with a neutral <laughs> position with a neutral third hosting the game. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, uh, I guess that's it for uh, fighting games. Yeah. Um, fighting games with cash money prizes. Yeah. And speaking of cash money prizes, last time we talked about Critical's $20,000 Halo 2 challenge. Uh, it has been beaten. That's way quicker than I thought it would be. Uh, I mean, it's funny because like, he specifically went out of his way to find something that had been accomplished by zero people, even though it was known for quite a long time. And even even still, you know, once that incentive's there, people are just like, no, nope, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, beaten by Gervalin. Uh The run took him just shy of six and a half hours. No, the run took him like a month. Let's be real. <laughs> well, the complete run. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, no, he was also apparently the first person to do a flawless Halo 2 run with all the skulls on. Mm -hmm. And th this challenge was to have the Envy skull off. Yes. Yeah, and I think uh, when uh, the prize money got upped from 5000 to 20000 that I think he had actually kind of had some of the most success uh, thus far in his streams, so... No surprise, I think, that he took the prize. So that's another game accomplishment, game achievement. Checked off the books that somebody's done it. Yep. Yep. Somebody's done it. Now there's no point in anyone else doing it ever again. Yep. <laughs> Do it again, but faster. Exactly. Is there a new speedrun.com <laughs> category or whatever? 
can check. That would that would be just ridiculous. People start speedrunning it. Listen, speedrunners are a breed of their own to be as nice as possible. Uh, the the amount of insane speedruns that exist, like one of the most insane is the uh, one for a GameCube uh, JRPG called Baton Kaitos with a subtitle. I forget what that is. Yeah, I've heard and, of it. And like the speed run is multiple days long. <laughs> All because of one item that requires you to spend a certain amount of in-game time to get. So the speedrun is actually like play the game, just like through the main game, just like get, trying to 100% everything, and then going to sleep and leaving the game on. Wow. And then waking up and completing more of it and then falling asleep and <laughs> leaving the game on. I just saw that apparently the, uh, the world record speedrun for Heavy Rain... Starts with Ethan just going downstairs and just sitting on his couch in his underwear for three minutes. Okay. Does <laughs> that like skip a bunch of this kid stuff? Or I, something? Maybe. Were they just stunting on everyone else by being so fast that they could afford to waste three minutes? How, how can you. Okay, Heavy Rain's a really weird game to speedrun because you could just make a macro to play that game. <laughs> yeah. Like all the inputs are shown to you. I mean, to and when they're shown to you, like, very explicitly. So I know you're probably about to say most games you could probably do to, that. To be fair, but any this, game. this game would be very easy to do that in. Yeah. Unless it was the PS3 version, because didn't the PS3 version have to use the motion controls? I mean, I could swear it had hmm. to use the motion controls. Maybe. But yeah, if there's like no random buttons that you have to press in that game, then yeah, there is a, you know. Yeah, there was a string that you could input. It's more of a, it's more of with a timestamp. It's more of a movie with uh, at quick time events, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a grape eating simulator. A grape eating simulator. One of the first things you do is just eat some grapes. Okay. I think, whatever. I didn't. I I never played it. I I don't know. I have no interest. I <laughs> I have watched Let's Plays, and that's all I need. Yeah, same. All I <laughs> David yeah. Cage is a hack. Yeah. So is that is that it? Is that all we got this week? I believe that's all we have. But that's not all that you can experience from us this week. Uh, if you want to check us out on YouTube, you can do so. Three levels deep. We've been putting up a fair amount of stuff recently, actually, um, and our. Uh, XCOM Chimera Squad Let's Play is finally live. And that actually should be releasing every Sunday? Every Saturday. Um, Saturday. I, I released the first episode on a Sunday because I was lazy that Saturday and didn't make a thumbnail for it. Uh, but subsequent episodes will be releasing every Saturday. 9 a.m. Pacific. Nice. Uh, and if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so at 3levelsdeep at outlook.com. Alternatively, you can check us out on Twitter at Three Levels Deep, and we're also on Twitch, Three Levels Deep TV. I promise to start streaming there in September when I have a little bit more time. You heard it here, folks. We're gonna get our act together. Yes, believe it when you see it. This is legally binding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have now entered into a contract with the listeners. Yeah, yeah, but if, you know, we don't have enough listeners, the contract doesn't bind. That's how it works. If no one's there to listen to the verbal agreement, was a verbal agreement made? Mmm, in a forest. <laughs> while, while the document fell over. Can the document you... was made of paper, which was made of a tree. <laughs> Can you make a verbal agreement over a pre-recorded audio format? That is an exciting legal question that I don't know the answer to. Like, well, can you bring like a recording of a verbal confirmation somewhere? And if it's specific enough, can that be used as like somebody's confirming something for legal reasons? I don't know. I kind of I mean, hope not. <laughs> I mean, what is a taped confession but a verbal agreement mm. that you committed a crime? Yeah, but generally, you? I don't know. Most tape confessions are probably, you know, witnessed. <laughs> How do you get that notarized? 
I don't know. All right, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go become a notary, and then we'll, we'll get this uh, podcast legally binding. You sign with the waveform. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's my waveform signature. That's probably about as legible as most people's signature if you look at the waveform, honestly. Uh, it could either be a waveform or it could be a doctor's signature. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And speaking of signatures, we're going to sign off. See you around. We're gonna go play some golf. Yeah, we're gonna golf with our friends in real life. Whoa! Waver waves, waver wave form. Waver wave form waves right to wave formally. <laughs> 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 <laughs>